<laughs> it's the Football's Life Podcast. You missed us, didn't you? Yeah, it's been so long. Did you miss me, Eric? Huh? You missed me? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be quiet from the beginning. See, uh, see how you do. Anyway, uh. today on the podcast, <laughs> we talk about the, the homer of the league embraces his homerism. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie, TJ, that was flipping funny. <laughs> DeYoung loves running backs about as much as I like getting a kick in the nuts. Um, I learned a new word, uh, and it seems like people like the predictions. There wasn't uh, too many torch throwing on the chat. I don't know, what yeah, do you think? Good. You get some hate? Yeah. I, I thought Zach would be more upset with me than he was, but he actually agreed with a lot of our takes. And yeah, DeYoung we'll, we'll has get a uh, low bar. Yeah. Just well, we'll get to it later. I I yeah. I think that I I am a little bit I would change my record with with this right now based off of a recent trade that happened, but we'll get there later. Yep. But anyway, we had uh some roster changes on the defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, what made you I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but um what's kind of your reasoning for wanting to put up the vote to get rid of it? Yeah, I just think We've we've talked about it outside and on the podcast. I just think it's a a first step to make the league better. Um, I just just like kickers, I'm learning more and more that defenses to me just aren't fun. They're not enjoyable. And like unless you have I like I said in the chat, unless you have one of like the top guys, um, like maybe a Baltimore Ravens or a Chicago Bears. You you just stream it. You look at the matchups, and oh, okay, this this team has a chance. But you know what happens? Like it's still just random because it's it's not a player. It's a bunch of players. So it's there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Like I don't know if you guys remember last year. And poor TJ, I'm sorry. This is gonna open some wounds. But do you guys remember? I don't know what week it was, but the Buffalo Bills faced the Minnesota Vikings, and everybody was like, "Holy cow! The Vikings are gonna eat." play their defense yeah wasn't it like a 31 to nothing shellacking that the bills beat the vikings it was bad i don't remember what the score was but it was bad i think it was 31 nothing and every like i was just like holy crap if you played the vikings defense that's one of those ones where when you look at the nfl scores which i'm constantly looking at on you know sundays is you keep refreshing your app because you're like, there's no way that can be right, you know? Yeah. You're like, there's just, yeah. it's not possible. And then you like click on the game and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And and to me, they just they just take up roster spots. Like I I don't find it fun. Um, so it's just yeah, I think it's better. And the big thing, the more important thing, it wasn't so much getting rid of them. I I want it to open up to something in the future, and so. Uh, I want it to open up to the possibility of we've talked about this a little bit this morning where maybe we already took a vote and we didn't we didn't add a flex right now, but maybe this off season we take two votes. Maybe we we do a third flex for next year. But what I would really really love, and everybody knows this, I would love to get a super flex spot so we can get a second quarterback going. Um, but I would love to take the vote on it this year. And to have it not affect next season, but the season of 2021, two years down the down the way, that way, guys like Jay Cozier and some other people that maybe aren't as pumped to have it, it gives them two full two full years 
to really get some some time to maybe adjust drafts or, or trades and uh, two years is a lot of time to get a second QB. Uh, so I think that'll just be, I think that's best on all fronts because like we both agree, second quarterbacks would be so stinking fun because the added value to all the quarterbacks in the league would be great. The added fun on draft day when it's rookie draft time and the value of those Kyler Murray's or the Tua's that are coming up would just be through the roof. It would make it so much more exciting. Uh, right. Cause right now, like we, we talked about it, both me and you, we couldn't give a crap about either trading or drafting for a quarterback right now, because we have two solid guys and we have our number ones like, and they're young. Right. For the people who have an established quarterback, it's not, it's not really on the brain so much when it comes to rookie drafts or trading to get a quarterback in a super flex what you would be thinking about that going into a rookie draft so like 100 percent. i have many thoughts on all this like when it comes to the defense i'm definitely in favor of getting rid of it but it's one of those things like if we had voted to kept it i would have been completely fine with that like yep wouldn't have been up in arms about it at all um when it comes to the third flex what i think is personally i would like it but i think there's a huge possibility it could hurt competitive balance in the league. So what I mean by that is I think that it's so hard in Dynasty to keep depth, and we talked about that in the predictions episode a little bit. Like, everybody struggles to depth to an extent, but I think we're all just kind of learning how this Dynasty is working. And we're learning how to get depth through trading and rookie drafts, but we're only one year down the road on this. You know, we're coming up on year number two, and so... We haven't all quite, even the good teams, we haven't all quite learned how to accrue depth correctly and keep it. And I think we're going to learn that better and better each year as we go. And so I think if we were to have a third flex right now, um, which I think would be exciting, but I think it hurt competitive balance because I think it would benefit the top half of teams and hurt the bottom half of teams. You know, the teams that are good and have great depth, they're looking at their bench going, that's great. You know, I can put such and such in my third flex and they're the wide receiver two on their team. You know, that's amazing. Whereas teams that already are struggling are, are and are in the back half of the standings are, are where they're, they're like, I was struggling to fill my number two flex spot. Now I got to worry about a third one, you know? So I think that's why I actually voted to keep the rosters the same and not at a third flex um, and kind of reapproach it next off season. And, you know, if we did vote to have a third flex, we'd probably want to do it as early in the offseason as possible next year so that people can have that in mind when when trading or waiver wire or um, rookie drafts. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think then when I move on to the super flex, I also would love to have a super flex. I think it'd be super fun. Um, I do think the points on the other side are valid. Um but I, I, what I think is that, yeah, it would everybody would be interested in quarterbacks when it came to the rookie drafts and trading and all that. I think they would just add another fun, exciting thing to the league. I think if we were to have a super flex, we would want to add it sooner rather than later. And yes. I, when I say sooner rather than later, I'm not saying for this season because I know that'd be kind of a shock since we've already made some roster yeah, decisions. Yeah, wouldn't happen. But the reason I say that is because of how it's set up where – Half the money goes into a mega pot. 
and the mega pot is won by the first person to win it back-to-back years. That could possibly screw a winner because, say if we added a super flex in year six or seven, and somebody who has already won, you know, say somebody wins, and then that next offseason we add the super flex. And And they don't have a backup QB. Yeah, and they don't have a good backup QB, and they don't have time to develop one. Then it could then they could use an excuse as well. I could have won two years in a row and won the mega pot, but we did this really huge roster thing. That's why I think if we do these, that roster decision of super flex, it should be sooner rather than later. Exactly. Um, and this is why I'm trying to be hasty with these changes. And they seems a little hasty is because there's money in this. And so, well, I agree. Maybe not this season because yeah, people, people want to win the money this season, the 120 bucks, but yeah, the sooner we get this done, the, while the pot is still relatively small and people are building, I think it's going to help. And like you said, um, with the roster changes and all that, a lot of us, because the league is brand new, because it's only our second season, we are focusing on young pieces. We're focusing on on depth as potential. Everybody wants their depth pieces to be high ceiling potential. Right. When we get four years into this league... And we get a we get a champion and someone that has a chance to win the mega pot, they're not gonna be looking for that potential depth. They're gonna be looking for an Adrian Peterson right or now. an Alshon yeah. Jeffrey, guys that could be healthy. So like and really and really helpful to them to win back to back. So for them, that third flex spot won't actually be probably too difficult to fill because they have guys that are ready to play now. And I think that although it might make the landscape more divided between the guys that are good and bad i think that makes it exciting and more fun and um i just i like the addition i think more players is um like people talk about how they like kickers because kickers are random and add chaos why don't you just add another like add more position players because you still get that chaos but to me it's 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 more skill and more fun to do that right and i and i think what's important too is and i'm sure you do this um, but when I'm looking at these roster decisions, like immediately I have an opinion on what I think is best. But it's actually the reason I switched my opinion on the third flex for this year is I try and play devil's advocate yeah. on what somebody with the opposite opinion might think and why they might think that. Um, that way, you know, we want to be, you know, fair and everything. And I'm glad that it seems like when people disagree with the roster change, I'm glad they put that on a chat and we discuss it on the chat. Like I'm. Yep, I'm happy about that because <laughs> if you don't do that, then you randomly have people quitting. Which yeah, it's good I don't want anybody quitting the league because of a roster change. Like, just voice it. Like, it's totally yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It seems like we're all mature enough. <laughs> well, so. Some somewhat, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other other than that, like, I think I think we're we're set for this season. I think it's going to be an awesome season. Really competitive. Uh, I'm looking forward to. We got a couple really good teams that I think are going to duel it out this year, which I'm excited to watch. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm already. I just want the season to go by too because I'm excited for next year's rookie draft. I just keep hearing hype from people that love college football and watching videos of that, and, and they're looking forward to it too. So I'm excited. As soon as the, the season done, needs to start now, oh. yeah, we'll we'll get things rolling. But yeah, I think next off season will be where we hash out a lot of things because, like you said, we sh- we should probably be our goal should be getting 
the league to its final form of what we like. Because if yes. I was to restart, if I was to completely wipe this league, we'd do a brand new startup draft. I would have one QB, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flexes, normal flexes, and then a super flex. No defense, no kicker. But unfortunately, I didn't really know that I would want that when we originally started this. This hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. So although well, like, that's why I say if we make these roster changes in every league, like you just said, you you don't know exactly what you want in the beginning. Every league makes changes. But I think in yeah. our format, it's important that if we change it, we change it in these first two, three years, because otherwise yes. you're really going to tick off a winner that, you know, if yeah. they thought they had a chance to win it twice in a row, and then you make a roster change right in the middle of that, you know, that's going to, I mean, th- I wouldn't like that, you know. I'd be ticked <laughs> so. if it cost if it cost me potentially like 800 bucks. Right. Like, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Totally agree. Want to move on to trades? There's yeah, dude. A lot more than we thought there was that we haven't talked about yet. So I know we we were kind of roughly going over trades for a bit, and then we realized that there's actually some like quite a few monster ones, including one today. Holy cow! <laughs> Flippers. All right, what do you? Where are we leading off there, Noah? So I believe the first one is um, Jay Cozier, now finished Football Express, acquired AJ Green, and. Zach Dykstra acquired Hunter Henry and a first-rounder next year and a second-rounder two years from now. This is hard because A.J. Green is now dealing with an injury. I can't remember. I think this trade happened before. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I think this happened before that. Now, it sounds like, just off the top of my head, what's he going to miss? A couple weeks? trying to look they're here. saying they're saying like two three weeks i think yeah i mean that's still still significant um not that it really it's more of almost depth for jay cozier which is scary that's disgusting um, yeah, these, are, <laughs> these are two powerhouses exchanging um yeah i think i think zach dykstra made out pretty good here if he doesn't you know necessarily need um AJ Green, and Dykstra needed the tight end, so right, right. So I I look at this as a big win for Dykstra. Um, although he did pay a huge price to get AJ Green, uh, I think that the value he got in return. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think if AJ Green came into this year healthy, uh, Jay Cozier would be pumped about the value that he got. It's it's fine. We we talk about how. Well, I talk about how getting a pick two or three years in advance isn't a favorite thing of mine. So that second to me isn't worth a lot, but that first is. Um, so I think it's, I think it's fair for both guys. Uh, Jay Cozier is obviously a guy that he wants to win every season. He wants to be in win now mode as much as he can, which I yep. like a lot. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Green will help him with that a lot more than he needed Henry because he didn't need Henry. So. And Dykstra, yeah. you know, he's already good, and he's acquiring picks in future years, which is huge. And he got yep. Hunter Henry, who's young. And I think, you know, A.J. Green, um, you know, is dealing with an injury. And, you know, he's he's starting to become injury-prone. And who knows, at the end of his contract, maybe the team's like, look, Boyd's coming up, you know, kind of shrug the shoulders thing. 
Um, yeah. And Andy Dalton's not super impressive, and so far in the preseason, he's he could be gone at any time. Yeah, so I, I kind of like. I, I think it's a completely fair trade, but if I had to pick, I'd probably take Dykstra's side a little bit. Agreed. All right, next up we got Dykstra again. What a shocker! Those uh, <laughs> those new guys, Dykstra and DeYoung, they are addicted to trading. Like it's it's insane. Love it. Uh, so TJ and Dykstra, we got TJ receiving Royce Freeman and a first rounder next year, Jay Cozier's first rounder. And then on the flip side, we got Dykstra, who's got Will Fuller that he's receiving. And two seconds, one this coming up season, and one for the 2021 draft. Uh, so we got just just kind of depth pieces. Guys that both Freeman and Fuller, I think, they both have upside to them. But there's also the possibility that things could, could go bad as well. Uh, and then, of course, those are big picks that are being swapped. What do you think? Yeah, I'm surprising. Because, a little surprising just because those are kind of will fuller is injury prone but royce freeman is unproven it's surprised to see such high picks swapped uh in between that attached um, to those names yeah 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 i mean technically they're not but they are um yeah i mean i don't think there's a ton to say to that i think dykstra is quietly acquiring some more picks because remember he just drained the bank of picks <laughs> with DeYoung in that one trade um, yeah. earlier in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, both both those guys, I mean, you know, TJ is probably if, a little high on Royce Freeman, and Dykstra's probably a little high on Will Fuller. So it'll be interesting. Well, if you, if you look at the rosters, it makes sense, too, because right. Dykstra, like, doesn't need the starters, but Will Fuller is a guy that could honestly boom. Like, there's his rookie season, man. It was like every game that he played, he was catching – 80 yards and a touchdown every single game. Yeah. But he TJ, on the like other hand... The, it feels like the Tyler Lockett effect with Will Fuller. Yeah. And then... But TJ more so than, than Dykstra. Like, I really like this for TJ just because his one need... He has so many receivers. His need is running back. He does not have depth. And right. so, to get a guy like Freeman to to really help him in, on, on bye weeks or case of injury, and Freeman's got upside, I think this was a great move for TJ, so... Yeah, I think it's fine for both of them. I, I really like it for TJ, so I'll probably give him the win on this one. Uh, next up, what do you got for us? Looks like G-Money got Tevin Coleman and David Johnson. And Christian got Damian Williams, Tyler Lockett, and two first-rounders. Dang. Wow. I don't, this one. Yeah, I don't really remember... This one, which much, which is scary because it's a huge trade. Oh, I remember this one. Um, this is looking better and better for G Money with Tevin Coleman. Uh, yeah, looking more and more like the lead back in um, San Francisco garbage town. Um, sorry, go Seahawks. I hate the Niners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think I think Tevin Coleman has obviously his value's gone up. I think David Johnson's going to be great this year. He's going to probably be a top six running back as long as he stays healthy. Uh, though I do like – I think G-Money gave up a lot of value for these guys. Yep. But he – I, in my opinion, he is the two safer of the guys. Yes. Um, Tyler Lockett, this is a big year. 
after this season, we're going to be able to kind of tell of, of where he, his value actually is. Uh, he could take a step up or he could just kind of stay the same, maybe even take a step back. Um, the, it's just a lot of unproven territory for him. And Damian Williams, if he's the starter for 16 games, holy crap, great value. Absolute stallion. He's a stud. This year. I, this year. I have a feeling if he's good or bad this year, I have a feeling that he's going to be replaced next year. He's not going to be the starter for the Chiefs in, in 2020. Well, and already uh, Darwin Thompson is looking like he's breathing down Damian Williams' neck. <laughs> yeah, and I know. think they spend a top three uh, a top three round pick on a running back next year. I, I just see that happening. There's a lot of guys coming in college that they can they can choose from. So I see that. Well, and Andy Reid is like the opposite of Pete Carroll, where he's just obsessed with offensive guys and kind of just pieces the defense together as much as he can but he just yeah. really wants to just explode on offense and just overwhelm you with yep. points and they're <laughs> not afraid to shake things up either they'll draft yep. new guys they'll acquire new guys they'll no one's really safe there unless you're an absolute superstar yep uh but yeah and then the first the first rounders you get two of them they're g money's first rounders so we both agree he's going to be good and he's set for the future so we're yep. proposing they're probably going to be late first Yep. Um, but once again, two and three years away. Like yeah. that 2022 first rounder to me is just so hard to hold on to for the for three years. Like I I I cringe when I see it just because, yeah, like the, eventually it's going to be good, but you got to hold on and wait and it's going to take a long time. Um, and in the meantime, G Money's got David Johnson, who's just going to be racking up points for him in those those three years. Yep. Yeah i I think I don't know. I'm kind of kind of edging on the side of G Money here. If I had to pick one, um, and usually you know I just love picks. Yeah. Um, but I just I think running backs are so important. Um. It is hard, though, because you don't know how long Tevin Coleman's going to be with the Niners. But David Johnson is just a beast, and you know he's the he's the focal point over there. You know, he has to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would, I would give the edge to G-Money as well. I think he's – it's just nice to know what you have as well, and Christian's not going to find out for years what he has. And if it's a – if 2021 and 2022 are drafts like this last rookie draft, then I'm going to say now G-Money won by a, a landslide. He's, they they better be good draft classes that can help him because um, right. he gave up a lot for him. What's funny, though, is the very next trade between Christian and Dykstra, he gets rid of David Johnson, and then Christian goes and acquires his backup. Chase Edmonds, mm-hmm. and in the process, he gets rid of a 2021 third rounder. Uh, this is a not very significant of a trade. I will just give it to Christian because a he loves Arizona, he loves the Cardinals, so uh, getting a their backup probably is nice to him. He likes that, but he gave up nothing like a, a third rounder for not even this year, but the next year, like two years away. That's that's worth very little to me. So, yep. Yeah, I agree. You want nothing more to add? Probably not. Nope. There's not much. Yeah. Nope. 
Uh, okay, we got myself and you. Yeah, again, we made another per- one. I'm I'm shocked. It didn't take much either. Unbelievable. Uh, I acquired David Moore in a third rounder for this next year, and you acquired Robert Foster and a second rounder for this next year. Uh, yeah, I I think it's just preference. I kind of have some hope with David Moore, and I was getting a little bit frustrated with Robert Foster. Yeah, I'm kind of the exact same, but kind of just swapped the players. Um, I was a little impatient with David Moore. I think he's shown signs to be really good, and I think he can be really good. Um, but I think they just they throw the ball to so many different people over there, and with the running backs, keep getting more and more involved in the pass game and stuff like that. Um, and they have added more receivers, DK Metcalf, and um, and the guy last year we got from the Cardinals. I don't remember his name. Um, Jerron Brown. Yeah, Jerron Brown. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a better player than Robert Foster, but I just used it as, I feel like a guy with, who also has a chance to be good, but I just kind of upgraded my pick a little bit. So I upgraded my, I lost in talent a little bit, but I upgraded in my picks and I feel like it doesn't really affect my starting roster, but I still have decent depth. So yeah, kind of just nice. Yeah. So awesome. Okay, we got uh oh my gosh, we're already there. Good thing we have a lot of time because this <laughs> one's going to take it. Holy nuts. We got the trade that happened this morning between Zach Viss, G-Money, and Zach DeYoung. We had to call Holy each other right away when this happened. <laughs> crap. I had a I had a real late night and I and I woke up to a phone call and I didn't care cuz I was ready to go when you told me that a massive trade happened. Heck yeah. Um <laughs> uh, all right, this. What this is this is unique because we kind of have to list what like. I think we should take it one person at a time. Where usually you just go over the whole trade. Yep. I think we have to go case by case because you got to look at what they gave and what they received. So for just Zach Viss, he got Duke Johnson, Chris Godwin, James Washington, a fourth and a second, a second and a fourth for this coming up year. And he gave up Jarvis Landry, Devin Singletary, and two first rounders. Holy crap! For this next rookie draft, next for season. this year, for this yep. coming up year, two first rounders. What do you think of of for this? Holy cow! It's tough because he gave up a possible talent. I really like Singletary this year. I um, do too. Mostly for his opportunity. Um. And he's looked decent in the preseason. But just giving up those first rounders is a lot. But you look at what he got. Duke Johnson, I think, is going to get a considerable considerable amount of work over there. He'll probably be in his flex almost all year. Yep. And Chris Godwin has an opportunity to be an absolute stud. Um, and James Washington also really low floor but incredibly high ceiling. Um, just, you know, being second round pick for the Steelers and the Steelers throw the ball a ton to their wide receiver too. And, um, you know, he didn't give up a ton in a, or he didn't get a ton in a fourth and a second, but, um, he just got so much potential now with those young guys he got. Um, well, Duke Johnson is more opportunity. Godwin and Washington are more, um, just youth. 
Um, but I, I don't mind giving up Jarvis Landry and Devin Singletary, but um, that is definitely a high price to pay to first. But, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, I think if it was me, it'd definitely take a lot of thought, and I'd probably have to sit on it a little bit um, and think about it for a while before I pulled the trigger. But, yeah, I have no issue with it. What do you think? Yeah, I think we know what Duke Johnson's going to be. I, I feel like his floor and ceiling aren't too far apart. He's just going to be a steady flex guy. Uh, I don't see him becoming a superstar, and I don't see him becoming irrelevant. Like, I think he's just going to be what he is. I feel like he's Chris more Godwin. exciting in the offense he's in, though. Yes, there's more potential than with Cleveland. Yes. But I still think, um, like, Lamar Miller's going to be there this year, and I think next year they're probably going to get more of a bruising running back. And... So he'll just have that third down scat back role, which I think is what he's really good at. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin, the potential is the hype train is huge for him. Uh, whether or not he'll he'll reach it is another thing, but I th- I don't think he'll be disappointed with Godwin this year. I think this trade really relies on Washington for him. If Washington hmm. does well, I think Zachvis will look back at this and be happy with the trade. Yes. But if Washington busts then I think he's going to be upset, and that's where the loss comes in. Because literally, he could be the wide receiver two for the Steelers, which is going to be really valuable. Or he could be the wide receiver four right. behind uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, what's the – oh, Dante Moncrief. So if, have, he's the, if he's the four, that's, that's trouble. I have heard a report that although they like James Washington – He's having trouble beating out Deontay Johnson in camp. I've heard the same thing. So that is a little concerning. But at the same time, the reason why he could look back later and be like, wow, I really won in that trade, is because when receivers are good, they're good for like 12 years in fantasy. (laughs) Yes. Um, Whereas a running back, you know, typically if they're really good, they're not an RB1 for like 12 years, you know. Um, you're an RB one for like five years if you're insanely good, right? And then you have maybe steady production after that, but it's not, yeah, you know, amazing. So that's the thing is it's, uh, it's not super high risk, but it could be a very high reward. So it's very intriguing. Yeah, yeah, I d- yeah, and then Singletary, I think I like, but he's unproven. For for me, it's just the first rounders. Like, right, man, right. giving up first rounders are tough. Um. But I, I think I think there's a very good possibility that he could be happy with with the outcome. Uh, G Money's next is a lot a lot simpler, but it's still good. Where he got Devin Singletary, he got a third round pick for this year and a third round pick for next year. Uh, he gave up just Duke Johnson. For me, I say this is an easy accept for G Money. Um, I think Duke Johnson's fine. We already talked about him, but. Singletary has a chance to be the workhorse for Buffalo uh, sooner than people actually think, which is kind of nice. And then you just get a couple picks on top. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy. I mean, he loses Duke Johnson, but it doesn't affect him a ton. And he gets a young running back um, with a much higher ceiling than Duke Johnson, in my opinion. And a couple extra picks that he could either use as picks or use in, in trades. So, yeah. yeah, I think if I had to guess, he was probably the first one to click accept on this one. Yeah. And then uh, last we have DeYoung, who, what a shocker, 
There's a freaking crap ton of picks flying around. And what a shocker. <laughs> He's trading guys that he recently acquired. Like that that guy if if he was an actual NFL general manager, I would never feel safe being a player on his team because you could literally go any day. It's insane. <laughs> so he 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 acquired Jarvis Landry and those two first from uh, Zach Viss, and then he gave up Chris Godwin, James Washington, a second, third, and fourth for this year, and a third for next year. The guy is addicted to trading draft picks and acquiring draft picks. It's insane. I love it. <laughs> I love it. it gives, he, this guy, DeYoung is awesome, and he always gives us something to talk about. Yeah, I never, I actually, like we said, we were talking about earlier, I don't like to crap on DeYoung just because he's so exciting for the league. Like He's awesome. Like, like I want him to keep going with what he does. So the thing is, is if you're just looking at draft picks because they're just staring you right in the face when you look at his side of the trade is it's great right because like i mean he just loses kind of a lot of back end picks yeah um kind of outside of the second one from this he a lot of back end picks and gets two first rounders i love it and you know the zach this one will probably be a little bit better than the g money one but still two first rounders and a probably good rookie draft next year so he's got to love that and you know normally i wouldn't be okay with the receiver swap that he did and he definitely downgraded with losing godwin and washington gaining landry but the thing is is he has so many flipping wide receivers on his team that it doesn't really matter yeah um the only thing yeah maybe maybe he should have gotten a running back instead of washington (laughs) i know that's what that's my point though <laughs> is that if you leave the running backs out of I mean, it instead of Landry, yeah. If you leave the running backs out of the conversation, which DeYoung tends to do, um you know, it's it's fine because he has so many flipping receivers on his on his roster. Yeah. Yeah, if you if in, instead of Jarvis Landry in two firsts, if he got Devin Singletary in the two firsts, I would be like this is a home run for DeYoung. Right. So if you forget the fact that he needs running backs, then yeah, it's a home run. It's great for him. (laughs) But unfortunately, he didn't do that. He got a wide receiver again. (laughs) So he's got got a solid wide receiver core with young and -and up-and-coming receivers as well. And still no running backs. (laughs) I, I have a sneaking suspicion... There's a chance DeYoung might be making more trades this year <laughs> before the season starts. Uh, just a suspicion. He but, is looking for running backs via trade. I can confirm. I can <laughs> confirm as well. <laughs> but it, we still have to laugh at him because he's awesome. Uh, but, and then, you know and what? Then... He thought to himself, he thought, man, you know, I just, I'm really short on running backs. I'm just going to make it interesting here and just, just get rid of another depth one. He gets rid of Bryce Love, sends him to Zach Viss, and acquires Antonio Callaway because he really needed to make up <laughs> he, for that two-for-one swap in the earlier trade with wide receivers. He really needed another just 
bottom floor hopeful running back who's yeah. a wide receiver for on his team. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean ru- not running back, wide receiver. And Tony Callaway is the wide receiver four for the Browns. Yeah, sounds like he got beat up by Higgins in camp already. Yeah, so well, and he's hurt a, too. So Yeah, not a good sign, but he's still, uh, still really talented, but... But man, you went from I think he has what three or four running backs on his team, and one of them is Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's not looking good. Now, to be fair, I mean it's very possible that it sucks for Bryce Love because he's so talented. But it's very possible with his terrible injury history. Unfortunately, because of injury, you could see him turning into absolutely nothing in the NFL. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. But there is, if he turns that right around, um, you know, he could be really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just funny. Quickly going back to the last trade with G Money and, and and De Young, the one thing I'm confused about is, like, the only thing I can think of is he really, really wanted these first rounders from from this that he got. Yeah, uh, those two first, just because. He acquired Godwin and James Washington this offseason, and he paid quite a bit for both of them. Um, and they're both young. Like, Godwin is is such a young and up-and-coming wide receiver, like, where I know he liked him. I know he liked James Washington. It's just I, I, want, to, I want to just hang out with Zach DeYoung for an afternoon and just watch him be on this sleeper app. <laughs> and and just like have him say his thoughts out loud because his brain must go a million miles an hour just looking through his team looking through other people's teams because he is just like hot potato with everybody so good Every- for the league oh it's so fun i absolutely love it i love having him part of the league but my mind can't keep up with what his mind's doing like it's i i I've never wanted someone to succeed in fantasy as much as I do, like, like, like other than me. But I really hope in like a couple years, D Young is just a beast, and his team just rises from the ashes. His one in twelve prediction that I have from this year <laughs> rises from the ashes, and in two or three years, he takes home a championship, and I end up having to pay him some money. Like that would be freaking phenomenal. But holy cow, is he, he's the wild card of the league. Yeah. Absolutely. We have homers. Yeah. We have people that are don't trade at all. They're, they're not super active. And then we got DeYoung, who's just straight up a wild card. And I, it's fantastic. It's great. Great for the league. <laughs> great for the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's, it, makes, it makes our job so much easier. When we can be like, okay, I think we're ready to do a podcast. Let's just like look at all the trades that we've talked about, and we're like, sweet. There's like five trades that DeYoung that DeYoung has done, and we haven't talked about them yet. We're don't, golden. Don't tease me and call it a job like you just did. Don't even <laughs> tease me, <laughs> dude. You get. Dr- I can have dreams, dreams and dreams of, yeah. Well, I do like my job. I think you usually like your job, but yeah, yeah uh, I do. Man, doing a fantasy football podcast for a job would be phenomenal. Oh, Are we there yet? Goodness. Heck, freaking no, we suck. But no, we, we're <laughs> terrible. Oh my gosh, man! It's not like fantasy football is a saturated podcast market or anything like that. No, it's not like there's 
50,000 guys that yeah, are trying to do it. we'd definitely be the first one to do a podcast on fantasy football for sure. Oh I am excited, though, that this did not take a month in between podcasts, that we are able to, in the same week, get two of these out. Um, I got a few things that I'll do today, but I'll try to get this out as quick as possible. Dude, we're doing I just this love it how more often we're doing it more often. I just love it how the timing with you guys, it's like you guys are ready for the next episode and then you'll finally just crack and someone on the chat, either Drake or G money, somebody will, will just be like, Hey, when's the next podcast coming out? And every time I'm literally at my computer editing and working on the new podcast when that comes out. So, uh, it seems like you guys are enjoying it. What we would love and know you can, you can fill in on this. I'll, I'll let you go for it. Uh, seriously, we, we want more feedback from you guys. Yeah. Like it's let been us great know. so far. It's been great so far, but yeah, keep going. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about things that, um, we can throw around maybe like more predictions or just we love juicy stuff. What are things that you guys would like us that would ruffle feathers? Things that we can talk about. And on top of that, I haven't. We haven't seen besides Dykstra being a little prankster prince and just saying how his team's the greatest of all time. Um, we haven't seen anybody else's predictions for for where they feel like the standings are going to actually. Yeah, drop. give us so. give us your top six. Put put yeah, in the who, chat. Who are the playoff teams? Maybe yeah. give us your bottom six. Maybe you just want to crap on some people. Just give <laughs> us who do you think are the worst six teams in the league. Um, it could be give, based off a of schedule, based off a of roster. Give us, it doesn't yeah, matter. Give us your top six. Give us your playoff prediction. And you don't even have to put records attached to it like us crazies. You know, we did. Just give us your top six. Just six. Quick look at the rosters, you know, and just quick, yeah, you know. Maybe I know you really want top six. I really want to know your bottom six. So maybe just give us a top 12. <laughs> give us your top 12. Don't put, You don't even need to put a record on it. Just go one through 12. Who do you guys think have the best record at the end of this season? Um, or maybe who do you think has the best roster right now? That's fine, too. I am just really curious to see if you guys are close with Noah and I's opinion, if you're closer to mine, closer to Noah's, or if you guys are just your – you got something completely different. Uh I am chuckling right now <laughs> because do you know how Noah, do you know how sleeper does like a percentage of who they think is going to win Yep. in a given <laughs> yeah. week? Yeah. I, uh, I happen to be looking at that right now and most of them are actually like, it's like a 70 to 30 or like 60, 40 is pretty common. Um, but Jay Cozier and Zach DeYoung, What's well, phenomenal? They're they're your number two and number eleven. They're my number one and number twelve. My number one and my number twelve team are facing in week one. And have you have you looked at it? No. Okay. What is the percentage chance? Well, who do you think's gonna win? Who do you think they they feel like is gonna win? Well, Jake Cozier. Okay. Okay. What do you think Sleeper gives him a percentage out of a hundred? What's the percentage that he is gonna win? 88%. 97. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a 97 to 3%. Zach DeYoung, please, I need you make one more trade, get a second running back, and win this first round. Like, if you win week one against Jay Cozier, I would love it. Please, 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 upset of the year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 97. 
I looked. I was like, maybe he doesn't have someone in a starting spot. No, he's got his whole roster f filled out. It's just sleeper is just not a fan of De Young. It's okay. I got Hopef you. We we're Hopefully cheering for kid. you, man. Hopefully the poor kid doesn't get pooped on week one. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, man. I think we're 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 doing pretty good. Uh, like you said, we wanna we wanna be doing this more often, especially once the season starts. Once a week, like it, it's gonna be. Yeah, and every, we're hoping every week to we want to highlight stuff. Trying to work on stuff so that when the season starts, um, you know, we can get more of you on on the podcast. Um, you know, and Drake. <laughs> Dejinja, he'll be in the great state of Michigan soon. Maybe we can work on a way to get him on Greatest state one of, of the episodes. Oh, it is the great state, Eric. You'll learn. You'll learn. You know, I don't like to freeze my balls off every winter, and I don't like to sweat <laughs> my nuts off in the summer. <laughs> so, I, I've i lived in North Dakota for a, a year and a half. I've experienced what that Midwest extreme harsh climate is like comparing it north dakota to michigan it is not you clearly have not spent much time in the midwest tj dykstra do, young tell him he's wrong come on do you so much so weather wise do you get 110 okay. degrees in the summer no. and then you get do you don't no it doesn't reach 110 no okay what what does it get to for you guys then i mean it is consistently probably mid to high 80s and it'll get in the 90s but it doesn't get but over it is, 100 super it's often. muggy though you guys get it is okay it is humid but oh the humidity okay no no no. you're comparing it though to the pacific northwest like last year we oh went yeah 100 last year we went down to atlanta for a wedding and i was like i was so uncomfortable being outside and everybody's like yeah, you just pretty much get used to all your shirts being soaked in sweat when you're outside. And it's like... Oh, yeah. It's like awful and uncomfortable. And not to mention, North Dakota seems to me consistently will get into the negatives in the winter. And it does get cold in Michigan, but rarely does it go below zero. It's yeah. even rare to be in the single digits. So it's North not... Dakota might be a little harsh. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yes. No, and I also agree the deep south. Luckily, I don't think anybody on this podcast lives there. Like I've been to Alabama and Missouri and all this like holy crap. I don't know how freaking people live there. Yeah. Well, it is yeah. insane in the summertime how you step outside and you need a shower. It's ridiculous. Well, the great thing is, is in the winter it doesn't get crazy cold. That's people like that. That's true. That's true. All right, man. What the frick? We're just talking. We're starting a weather podcast. All right. Hold it in. We're talking about precipitation, Ugh. sweat. This is this is the most fascinating thing you're going to listen to all day. Get bodied, the southern states. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, man. Take it easy. I'll see you next time. And, uh, yeah, please send your stuff in, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. See ya.